What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Terrence. What's up? And Carrie. What up? Terrence is back, and Carrie is back. Micah is not here. Uh, Micah has the week off, but Terrence is all moved in. Uh, there's not gonna if you're watching this on YouTube, you're not gonna see that weird uh bright light in the back <laughs> corner of Terrence's frame anymore because he's not recording it in his bedroom. Wow. And uh so yeah, we're 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 professionalizing the shit out of this thing right, right. here. Professionalizing, quote unquote. <laughs> I just woke up, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We were we were getting ready to record. And we were and Carrie and I were on. We're wondering where Terrence is. Terrence sends a message to our Facebook uh, chat that says, "I fell asleep as soon as I walked in the door." <laughs> it's ridiculous. I told I told Terrence that was the most Myrtle ass shit that I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, oh lord, getting too old. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna mix up the format a little bit this week because it's a, it's been a slow news week, and Carrie and I have been playing the the shit out of Octopath Traveler. So we're gonna save that till the end of the podcast. Give you. Very detailed impressions, because now that I'm like 11 hours in, I can talk more succinctly about it than I could last week, and we tied that into Question of the Week, so expect that later. Uh, Terrence, have you been playing anything new lately that you wanted to talk about? No. Have Dragon you been Ball. playing more No Man's Sky? Or are you waiting for the update to come out? I'm waiting for the update. Okay. I don't know if it comes out at the midnight or what. but It's I this week, though, right? It's tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Oh, okay. I might actually play a little bit of that. Yes. Like they've got a third person view. They've got multiplayer, um, four player co op. Wow. So, like, it's finally the game that yeah. it should have been two years ago. We'll see. They, uh, <laughs> they, they did an episode at an interview with, uh, Sean Murray on Waypoint Radio. So I really want to listen Sean, to that. He, he showed his face. Well, now, now that the game is finished, he can come out of the cave that he was hibernating in and, uh, <laughs> And take the slings and arrows because now when people sling and arrow him, he can say, "Yes, but my game is done now. It's finished. Right. You can't it's be the, upset with me anymore." After twenty four months, <laughs> market like that last update actually was really good. Like I, it's it's surprising how much they added to that that last update. I got, and this is coinciding with the release of the Xbox One version. Yeah. So and and if you have it on the PS4, you get the update for free. Every update has been for free, of course, because like. They gave you a third of a game when it first came out. So, so thanks, look, Sean. So look forward to that. Uh, looking forward to hearing Terrence's impressions next week of that. So uh, housekeeping before we get into it, go to YouTube.com slash Dense Pixels. Click the red subscribe button and ring the bell. That way you get notified whenever we post new video episodes, which usually go up at 11 o'clock in the morning on Tuesdays of this podcast, plus whatever other nonsense we post on that YouTube channel. So again, YouTube.com slash Dense Pixels. Also, if you are not a premium member with TNP Studios, remedy that immediately. It's densepixels.com slash premium. It costs just $5 a month or $50 for the entire year. That gets you ac- access to new and all the back episodes of the Look Forward Political Podcast, the airing of grievances, the Men with the Golden Tongues, and No Time to Bleed. Uh, we do have the Austin Powers episode of Men with the Golden Tongues dropping uh, probably as you're listening to this. It should be available. Oh, no. Are you well. doing the other the other two? No, they're not. The other two are not worth doing. Um, oh, no. Spy, <laughs> Spy Who Shagged Me, maybe. Maybe we could be convinced to do that one. There's no way in hell that we're doing Gold Member. Oh, I liked Gold Member. Gold Member sucks. It is awful. And we talked well, about did, why like, the shittiest in this Bond movie, so you can bring me in for the shittiest Austin Powers movie. There, there's a lot of also, there's a lot of other movies we want to get to before All we right, even well. consider Goldmember. But uh, 
we talk about why gold member sucks in this okay. episode. So you can listen Great. to that. Uh, but yeah, again, $5 a month. Try it out. If you're not convinced, put down the $5. Get one less Starbucks coffee this month. Try it out. We guarantee you'll be back for the other 50. And then no matter what podcatching device or app you use, be it Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Podbean, whatever, subscribe to this show and subscribe to the other TMP Studio shows, which includes The Nerdpocalypse, uh, Black on Black Cinema, and Coming Distractions. And, uh, and infiltrate your ears with all this podcasting goodness that we give you on a weekly basis. So new releases, uh, as we mentioned before the no man's sky next update is releasing coinciding alongside the release of the game on Xbox one tomorrow or today, as you're listening to this, uh, the mega man X legacy collection releases on PS4, Xbox one and Nintendo switch, uh, train sim world. If you've ever wanted to build your own railroad line, like a modern one, uh, comes the PS4 and Xbox One. Banner Saga 3 comes the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Hello Neighbor comes the PS4 and Switch. Of course, it's been out on Xbox One for several months. Uh, the Persistence is a new PlayStation VR game that's coming out as well. Digital highlights. Uh, there's only one game that I saw that looked uh, up to caliber. It's called Aces of the Luftwaffe uh, Squadron, which is a PS4, Xbox One top-down shooter that is from the World War II era. And the big news from last week uh, in gaming from Comic-Con, Sony did announce and reveal the Spider-Man Edition PlayStation 4 Pro bundle. Uh, again, we are not much for custom consoles on this show, but uh, this is a pretty good-looking system, I gotta say. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, like, I have, I have no use for a PS4 Pro, but this looks real nice. It does. It's 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 it really does totally red. It has the white Spider-Man logo on top of the console, and the controller is red with white uh, D-pad and analog sticks. It's it's maybe this is just like my graphic artist part of my brain. Um, it's just it's a really pleasing shade of red. Like it's not as red of a red as Spider-Man's outfit. It's slightly what I would call like maybe like a candy red. It's nice. It's very pleasing. It's I don't very know. Bright. It doesn't offend the eyes. Like the 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 red with the the white accent. It looks it looks dope. Like uh, it's not ugly like the rest of them. Yes. Now the only issue, of course, is that those white analog sticks are going to get fucking filthy. Yeah. As time, you know, as time those are the first along. things to go. An- white analog sticks are nasty. So so anticipate that if you plan on getting it, but it comes out uh, alongside the game on September 7th, and it will cost $3.99, and it will, of course, include the IPS4 copy of Spider-Man in the box as well. So that is all your new release announcements. Let me turn the podcast over to Terrence with this week's headlines. Oh, right. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's my, that's uh, my first job. Up, World of Warcraft uh, requires a game purchase. Oh, no longer requires a game purchase. It's just a subscription. This game has been off for like like 15 years? Yeah. Something yeah, like that. It near. came out when I was in high school. Yeah. And now you can just download the game for free, I guess. Yeah. That that and all but the most recent expansion also available with this as well. As long as you pay the subscription costs. I mean, people still play this. <laughs> I didn't, is it still that popular? Uh, I mean, it's still the most popular MMO, undoubtedly. Um, I mean, the popularity of the game has waned by Blizzard standards, but that just means they went from like 10 million active subscribers down to five and a half million active subscribers, but they still have five and a half million people paying $15 a month to right. play, uh, to play World of Warcraft. So 
I don't think I don't know. Like, so good, I guess. No, that's I, good because you can play it for free. Yeah. Um, or you know, you're still you're still paying fifteen dollars a month. It's yeah. like now you don't have to pay the thirty-five, forty dollars on top of that just to buy the game to begin with. So fifteen dollars a month on top of your internet subscription. Fuck no. <laughs> no. I've I've never been big into MMOs in general. Um I don't know. I for whatever reason I just like I never Never had any interest in World of Warcraft, even, you know, sort of as everyone else I knew at the time was was playing it because I, I was like 15 or something when that game first came out. So. I don't know. I mean, I guess good on Blizzard for doing something they probably should have done five or six years ago at this point. I mean, this was an inevitability. They, they had the battle chest out, which had basically the base game and like the first five expansions i think at this point which was like 20 bucks to get that battle chest get all that stuff so the logical progression is just to make that content available for the cost of a sub right um so i mean it's i'm sure they'll see a slight uptick in new subscribers uh that are just curious to try the game now that that very small barrier of entry has been eliminated uh whether they stick around or not we'll see Mm. sure uh, like, and but then again, like, how many new subscribers are they getting? How many new people are purchasing the game to begin with? To be honest with you, I don't know because they don't really release that it, information. Kind of like World of Warcraft again has been out for fucking fifteen years. Like, how many new people are getting on in on the ground running? It like, could also be lapsed lapsed subscribers as well, possibly people coming back that played it maybe many years ago and repicking it up. Sure, especially especially like to play if they miss a couple expansions, play the new content. Get the character leveled up. Here's what I find egregious about World of Warcraft as a quick aside. So a friend of mine uh, used to play it, and he's getting back into it now because the new expansion is coming out soon. And he told me that in order to migrate your character from one server to another server in World of Warcraft is like $25 yeah, that bullshit. you have to pay them. Well, it's that, but it's... Yeah. One time, one time $25 fee. You thought paying $10 to change your fucking gamer tag was... Highway robbery. That seems insane to me to charge that much money to do that. $15 a month seems insane to me. And I had to pay for the game to begin with. No. Yeah, so I'm just looking up the numbers right now. At its peak, World of Warcraft had about 12 million subscribers. Um, I think it, they're currently estimating about four and a half five million so certainly a lot of people are still playing this game um i don't think this has anything to do with like fortnite being free and then all of the um in that in-game purchases and i'm sure that has something to do with it players uh, some crazy shit like that i can see that i mean we still we still make so much money and we're not even charging to download the game I didn't. Uh, I didn't put it on the docket, but apparently Fortnite last week crossed uh, a billion. Or sorry, let me mic it up. One billion dollars of revenue uh, last week total. Yo, they don't. Yo, you don't even have to pay to play the game. Yo. They 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 got the secret sauce, man. They figured out the formula. So that's insane to me. I can't. Wow. 
Anyway, next up, Bungie reveals Solstice of Heroes Destiny 2's summer holiday event. Yeah, I'll take this one. So it's it starts next week on the 31st, which we talked about before, but they've finally detailed what uh, different things are going to be available to do during the event. Um, they're going to have Redux missions, which are going to be missions from the campaign uh, that will be altered in some way, shape, or form, probably to make them more difficult. That will get you special rewards if you complete them. Um, it's, it'll be one of the ways that you can upgrade the armor that you get for the solstice of heroes. Um, so basically you're going to get like a really weak set of armor called the shattered set, which is going to be the same armor that your character started the campaign with. Um, and that's going to drop at 240, and then you can upgrade that to the rekindled set by playing the story missions, which will bump you up to 340, and then you can upgrade it all the way to the resplendent set, which is a 400, which is the max, it's the new max power cap uh, right now for any individual piece of equipment. Um, so that's kind of pretty cool. And the uh, we've talked we talked about the moments of triumph part of it already. Um, those bounties that you've been able to collect will go uh, you'll be able to cash them in for their prizes as you earn enough rewards points, um, including a t-shirt that you can order, uh, with your gamer tag on it. And, uh, and they're going to have uh, different events that happen every week to help you get those milestones as well. So cool free update. The last, uh, the last, I technically, I guess is the last free update that we're really getting from destiny because they're going the Fortnite route and doing the whole annual pass thing. Now the battle pass thing. When the new expansion comes out. Hmm. Okay. So I see you playing a lot of that. I certainly am. Yeah. <laughs> really? Destiny? Okay. Whatever. Still haven't finished God of War, but that's cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's look, I, 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 I wear my Priorities. shame. I wear my shame with my uh with with no regrets. All right. Next up, Antonio Brown is the Madden nineteen cover. Uh athlete i don't even know who this is i haven't watched football for four years i know him from dancing with the stars wow he was real good <laughs> uh I don't football so i don't i, I don't know who i know one. well i mean obviously he's a pittsburgh Steelers, so i feel a natural inclination to despise him um but i don't know anything about antonio brown in general terrence you used to play madden did you not the last madden i played was 2004 but you still played back in the day right I did. There are seven ninety-nine overall rated players in this version of Madden, which seems high to me. In two thousand four, Michael Vick was the cover. I don't even think he was a ninety-nine. No, he wasn't ninety-nine. His speed was ninety-nine. Right, (laughs) which which made him uh, unbearable. Um, That's crazy. Like like FIFA for all the players that are in the FIFA series, FIFA does not have a single ninety-nine rated overall player. It. Who who who's ninety nine? I don't know, but apparently Antonio Brown is one of them. I know this, but I I, I do remember seeing a like a news bite or something about that, saying that they were that there were seven ninety nine overall players in in the game. It was a little ridiculous. It does seem ridiculous. Like I don't remember ever seeing ninety nine rated players at all. Why? Why also don't they in sports games? Do they not use the full scale of ratings? Because like the minimum rating that a player can have in Madden is like forty. Like there's no one in the game that's below a forty overall. Because like, if you were below forty, you don't belong in the fucking NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I want I want the worst player in the league to be a zero and the best player in the league to be a ninety nine, and everyone needs to fall inside of that range. I don't Ride care who bench. you insult. 
giving people it was like the water boy. Well, even water. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. That's that's strange to me. Like, have we gotten that? Like, really? Are they that good? I guess I don't know. Like I said, Matt, Matt, it's I find it bizarre that they announced this cover athlete three weeks before the game comes out with very little fanfare. I mean, I, I've seen almost no marketing for Madden whatsoever, which tells me that this might, it tells me this might be one of the down years for Madden. Most likely. Like, I mean, isn't it sort of, are we heading into like what, what seems to be like the latest as, as far as down years for like the NFL viewership? at large like not really like like no. there was a bit of a misnomer about the the decline in in live or, or in you know nfl viewership i can't like like their viewership was down but it wasn't because of the reason that everyone thinks um i i, I remember there being an actual reason i just don't remember what it was um but no i don't i don't think and and typically the viewership of the nfl hasn't correlated to Madden sales in any way, shape, or form. I think Madden has just been progressively ticking down, especially as 2K has been has been rising up and has become the premier uh, sports game in the U.S. I, I mean, I say 2K overtook Madden a couple years ago. I, I would be inclined to, to agree with that. I mean, sports games is the same, like... Year over year, um, but there's, I mean, but there's still a dedicated fan base that those games. No, have that's that buy that's them true. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like we're just so long overdue um, for like an arcade style football game that that maybe the the introduction of of such a you know less 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 of a simulation kind of a game. Um, may maybe a shot in the arm that sort of football games at large would benefit from but i don't play these games so what do i know i heard me 2k is in in a bit of a is going kind of shambles because of that whole uh, my player thing it's basically you have to pay to make your player better than a level than a 90 I mean, they still made a fuck ton of money last year. Yeah, they do because so, people are dumb. People, yeah. yes, people are like dumb. those VC points. Like you almost literally have to buy VC points to make your character worth a damn, or you can play for a thousand hours to make them better. Which it's it's basically the um the, what is it the Star Wars Battlefront Star Front. Wars Battlefront yeah, but like they get away with it somehow. Well, like, like we like we said, nobody was happier last year about that Battlefront news than NBA Two K. <laughs> right, it took, like, it took them right off the headlines. <laughs> They do the same thing and they don't, no one says anything about it, which is pretty terrible, actually. But, um, yeah, Madden, whoever this dude is, fine. Don't <laughs> care. Um, next up, Nintendo sues to shut down two big ROM sites instead of giving people the, uh, what they want. Well, pay for these ROMs, right? If they had the, what is it called? The, the, what is the thing called? The, the eShop or whatever the fuck. Nintendo. Yeah, the, the, the eShop is the, the current correct term for where you can legally purchase essentially ROMs of of older Nintendo titles for your 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 Wii U, your Switch, or your 3DS. I don't really have a problem with this, um, given sort of I guess the size of the two sites. That were both run by the same person or group of people. Um, you don't. I mean, th- you don't take issue with them suing instead of sending like a C and D. The thing is, uh, it 
we don't know that they didn't try sending a C and D first. Um, I think we're assuming that they didn't. Um, but I also think it's uh, basically the the suit reads um, through the Love ROMs and Love Retro websites. Defendants reproduce, distribute, publicly perform, and display a staggering number of unauthorized copies of Nintendo's video games, all without Nintendo's permission. This includes thousands of games developed for nearly every video game system Nintendo has ever produced. I mean, it might have been a situation where it was just so so large um, in in terms of the amount of, of games that were being distributed on these platforms that this this proved to be I guess a a swifter uh, course of action to to sue for an injunction rather than simply sending a C and D. So I don't know. It's it's their property, man. So they're they're apparently seeking damages that could be over a hundred million dollars, and they're also trying to get the sites shut down. So yeah, I'm pretty sure these guys don't have a hundred million dollars to give them. No, no, that's that's. That's that. That's one of those egregious claims that you like, throw yeah, out there just to get them to settle. All right, right, fine. You you got us. We'll shut it down. Fuck right. Yeah. Like, give us hundred million dollars. Or uh, okay, uh, can we can we settle? Cool. We'll, we'll settle for ten grand and and shutting the website down. Yeah, I'm sure that's. I'm sure it'll one hundred percent go exactly that route where it'll get settled out of court. Because like what. What legal ground do these guys running these sites have to stand? We on? really like Nintendo. Like, <laughs> like ah, we give people games for free. That no, sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I get yeah, it. The suit says uh, defendants have conducted their online piracy business in willful disregard of Nintendo's rights. Defendants are not casual gamers, but are instead sophisticated parties with extensive knowledge of Nintendo's intellectual property and the video game industry more generally. So it's just like, don't pirate shit, and you maybe you won't get sued. Consider that. I don't know. Yeah, they literally can't say anything. Right. <laughs> the court be like, what are you here for? I, what? Uh, I took a bunch of games and I put them on the internet for free. Oh. Is it freeware? No. No. Oh. Okay. What do you got? <laughs> like, <Nintendo? Right. laughs> like shit. Uh, fine. And uh, oh, next up, game order revealed for. Oh, they they reviewed the game order for uh, Evo this Sunday. Which not, right. not this Sunday. It's next Sunday, I think. Next August fifth. Yeah. yeah, it's third through next 5th. Sunday. How's it in August? Uh, end of July, beginning of August. I guess. I guess they couldn't get the convention center for the last week in, in July. So, anyway, they've or they they've got the the final schedule. Um, first up is Guilty Gear XR Rev Two. My fucking name is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it just is. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee Tekken Seven. Really? Yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters and Street Fighter Five, of course. So I have some interesting. Uh, information that came from Joey Cuellar's uh, Twitter feed about this, who also announced these announcements. So, apparently Guilty Gear, they gave the nod to over Blaze Blue tag battle, despite the fact that Blaze Blue had twice as many entrants for its tournament, mm. which is interesting. Um, also, DBZ, apparently is the game that has the most entrance period at EVO. That doesn't surprise me. It, it's a little no, surprising I, that it's more I, than Street Fighter V. 
first of all, it's a lot more accessible than Street Fighter Five. Um, Probably it's true. A lot more enjoyable to watch. It just is. Like a guy, like if a, a casual person watching, well, maybe I don't know. Casual person watching the Street Fighter Five match. It's like two people. Okay, I see this one getting kicked in the face. I see that person is blocking. This one is getting punched in the face. Dragon Ball Z. It's just fucking chaos. It is chaos. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, oh look, this this guy has the one. Deal. Has this one spiky blonde guy, and he tagged out for another spiky blonde guy, and now the spiky dark haired guy is coming in, and this other guy has a green dude, and all Yo, this other stuff. I don't play the DBZ fighter game. I'm just excited for the new DBZ movie. So <laughs> apparently, uh, Street Fighter scheduled like the grand final, like the top eight is scheduled to begin at 11 p.m., which I don't think ESPN is going to fucking go for. So <laughs> that'll probably get bumped up, I would imagine. You know, we'll be on ESPN News. Yeah. Night? Yeah. On a Sunday? On a Sunday. Get the fuck right out of here. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, 11. I mean, it was pretty late last year. I know. I remember that. 11, like, uh, 11 Eastern, I should specify, for, for all you West Coast. Uh, so, yeah, 8, 8 p.m. Pacific. But yeah. my, my favorite slash rage-inducing uh, tidbit that I have about the, this EVO lineup so last year, Smash Four uh, was the one that was on the main stage for the uh, for the grand final, and they decided to put Melee on there this year because they said that we put Smash Four on the main stage for last year's final, and all of the Smash fans didn't come to watch it. Instead, they were too busy watching Melee. Let it go, people. They won't, Let man. I agree with you. I I one hundred percent agree with you that melee should just 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 let it die. Just for the love of fuck, just please let the game they're, die. Already. They're putting out the ultimate Smash Brother game to end all Smash Brother games this fall. And people are still going to say are it's not still going to fucking play melee because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're right. Wait, which one is melee? The, the GameCube one. one. The which one? The GameCube one. Wow! Yes, wow is the correct wow. Wow is the correct reaction to that. The, the, uh, wow, that's the correct wow. reaction to that fucking statement. Terrence, they're re-releasing GameCube controllers for the Switch. Yeah, I don't like that. That's the I don't fucking, have a problem with that. That's the, the controller's uh, ugly and it's terrible. I like it. That's the level of depravity that we've reached with these fucking mutants. They're GameCube controllers. Well, that's, that's weird. Like again, the game is fun. I mean. I don't know what the fuck is happening. There's a lot of there's a lot of nonsense going on in that game. I don't know what's happening, but it looks like like if you do know what, what's going on, it's enjoyable. I've seen I've seen a, co- a couple tournaments, so fine. But like, it's Smash Brothers. <laughs> like, there's better looking versions of the same fucking like the new one that got like 97 characters in it. Well, but it doesn't play the same. And I, I'm sure it's it not does. A, a, Imagine if, like, they were like, man, we know Street Fighter V is the game that's current right now and what all the kids are playing, but we really just want to have Street Fighter Two on the main stage instead. Because that's like, what, what? all the... <laughs> Right, exactly. That's the fucking... Here's the thing. I don't think I'd be mad about seeing dudes wail on each other in Street Fighter Two and but 2K18. not but not over Street Fighter Five. No, like, maybe not. I'm not feel, sa- like feel some kind of way if Street Fighter Two was the headlining game. Right. I'm not like, saying. Uh, I'm not saying I don't, don't have melee about fighting games to yeah. like have that much of a stake in Evo. Right. So. I'm not. I'm not saying don't have melee be at Evo and don't have a melee tournament, but it doesn't need to be the featured Smash Brothers game on the final day. Oh. Well, 
Apparently, Apparently this is the world we live in. Apparently it does. Yeah, so. that's stupid. Duh. I think Dragon Ball should be the number should be the headline. It would it will never be the headlining game it should be. It will never be. It Johnny a- Johnny was trying to make that same bullshit argument as well. I was like, do you really <laughs> think this event that has a lot of financial backing from Capcom is gonna have fucking Dragon Ball Fighters as the main event game on the grand really- stage? It does. Cap- Capcom is is hugely involved with the uh, with the production of Evo. Yeah, that's like yeah. So Nam- Nam- Namco Bandai wants to pony up a little bit and financially support some shit. Then maybe. Yo, Bandai Namco yeah. barely has enough money to seemingly keep the lights on over there. Sometimes. <laughs> Wait, I don't know how they keep making games. They're that more really. I don't, think, like I don't think they're insolvent. They I think they just run very frugally. So Yeah. Oh, they hit the jackpot with this game. That you ain't did. wrong. Yeah, because the people... Like, again, it, it deserves to have the top spot, but again, whatever. Ugh. It's all about the politics game. I'll watch the Dragon Ball finals and then... I ain't watching the Street Fighter. That's too god... Yo, I fell asleep <laughs> coming home now. <laughs> <laughs> like, did we? You ain't making it to the end of that main stage. in the morning, and it, especially depending. Well, I couldn't imagine your Dragon Ball matches are mad long. I couldn't imagine those finals. It'd be like seven hours long, depending on how many people are in there. Well, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they're only gonna like put top eight on the main stage. I'm pretty sure everything else will be settled. How long a top eight will take from fucking Dragon Ball? <laughs> maybe they'll <laughs> maybe they'll just do top four. Fucking hot minute. It'll it'll it'll, it'll take a while. Like those those they give you like six. I've had six-minute matches in that game. Get the fuck out of here. I'm dead serious. Oh I've had matches God. that have gone like five minutes and 40-something seconds. To, to put a bow on this topic, I think there's also an unsubstantiated rumor that Cartoon Network was considering picking up the airing of the Dragon Ball um, finals, which would make sense. I'd be down with that. Well, that'd be kind of dope. That would make it definitely worth it, being number one. People love, people love Cartoon Network. Uh, but anyway, we're done with that. Uh, and finally... Fallout 76 beta and uh, beta is coming out in October. Yay! But it's not really a beta, you know. They 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 sort of released the date that the the beta, what they've been calling the break it early test application. Uh thanks Todd. Uh <laughs> It's it's October. So it's a month-ish before the game releases to the public. So the game's finished at that point. You know, it's is it really a beta test in the classical sense of of what I think we know as a beta um, if the game's already finished? I mean, what this really is is a stress test for the servers because this is an online game. Well, That's what it is. And I'm fine with that. It's, but, like, it's, not really, it's really a beta. It's also Bethesda game, so I'm pretty sure that they oh, want people to break people the shit out of it. People are going to break the shit out of this game. I'm looking forward to breaking this game. I'm also looking forward to continuing to torture all of my GameStop friends with Country Roads. That song made it to number one on the iTunes charts. The, the Fallout version? Yeah. Yeah. I like the Fallout version a lot. I like it better than the John Denver version. <laughs> I have no opinion on this. I don't even know what that is. The West Virginia song? I have never stepped foot in West Virginia. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> like, so I don't, 
that is. Uh, it's the song from the trailer. I don't remember the trailer. Well, I don't. I don't. No, remember I can't help you. That game. You've never even driven through West Virginia. I don't think so. Really? We're close enough to it. I yeah. feel like you have, at at the very least, been present in West Virginia at some point in your life, Terrence. If you if you've ever driven west, you've ha- you've have to have driven through what, it. What movie? Does Deliverance take place in West Virginia? No, Deliverance yeah. is in Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Yeah. Positive. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, they're like the same thing. I was about to say same damn thing, right? They would take. I thought they were in the fucking. No, I've never been to West Virginia. I can honestly say I've never stepped foot in West Virginia. Mm. In any case, how sick are you, Brad, of hearing country roads? Uh, I am not sick anymore. It was it's not playing four times an hour bad <laughs> when the trailer first started coming out. But uh, oh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, nah, no, I may have flown over it. I mean, to be fair, you're not missing anything. No, at all. Uh, in like incest. <laughs> So, uh, I like Harper's Ferry, West Virginia, because I like little antique shops and Civil War stuff because I'm white. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> thing. I don't feel like I belong <laughs> walking into an antiquity shop in the middle of West Virginia. The first I've been to was I've been like camping out in the Appalachians in West Virginia. No, I've been yeah. camping. One time, and that was with a white friend I had when I was like a kid, and I was like, "This is terrible." Oh, the last time I went camping, I was a kid. I was in the Girl Scouts. I like, I like how I'm going to infer from from you saying it the way you said it that that was the last white friend that you had until <laughs> this network started. So, that is so possible. <laughs> so, so, so turned off were you from from the uh, whiteness that you had to endure? That uh, yeah, that it's not like, for me. Yeah. <laughs> running water yeah no that's fair <laughs> so uh, no, i'm i'm looking forward to to playing this i'm looking forward to trying it out with with my pals um it it appears as though the 76 beta will be starting on the xbox one for whatever reason some deal that they struck with microsoft um in order to get into the beta you have to pre-order the game so it's it's literally just a pre-order incentive which is fine um but like let's let's be transparent about it here shall we i'm still sticking with my prediction that this will be a step back uh from a sales standpoint for the fallout franchise i think it will sell I, fewer I copies than fallout you. 4 look i'm about to get fucking Double penetrated by Todd Howard wow. and Reggie Feasley <laughs> <laughs> that week because I got Fallout 76. I got the $200 uh, Power Armor Edition pre ordered, and I have Let's Go Pikachu, the $100 bundle. I'm like, literally, they're coming for my wallet, whether I like it or not. I'm going to like it. So Carrie enjoys uh, double penetration. That is well, that's what we have uh, found out uh, on this podcast episode. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's, that's not uh, what I said. <laughs> I, can we move on? Yeah, we're sure. <laughs> sure. We'll uh, we'll move on to uh, going to deadfixes.com slash Amazon. Whenever you uh, buy anything big or small off Amazon.com, use our link. You will pay the same low price. We will get a small percentage of the sale 
Uh, so thank you to everybody that uses it and that continues to use the link. Again, that is densepixels.com slash Amazon. So uh, last, not last week. Yes, it was last yeah, week. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Uh, Octopath Traveler released for the Switch, the highly anticipated Japanese RPG from Square uh, that plays like a traditional 16-bit era JRPG. Um, me and Micah talked about it briefly last week, but we were both only a handful of hours in at that point. Uh, since then, I have played much more. Um, I have finished all of the first chapter uh, stories for each character, and I've acquired each character into my party. And Carrie, I think, has played even more than I have uh, to this um, point so far. Yeah, I'm about 25 hours in. I haven't done much as far as like the little side quests that you can do. I'm into the chapter threes though. Okay, so um, we so we're gonna give some uh, more robust and detailed impressions of this game, and then we will turn it over to the listeners because that's what I asked you guys about for question of the week. So um, we will keep it from spoilers. Um, we might do some chapter one spoilerish stuff because there's nothing crazy that happens in the chapter ones. It's really just an introduction to the character. Um, but I wanted to talk about some of the chapter one storylines just because I feel like to give decent impressions of this game, you have to, um, I've talked a lot about the battle system, both in talking about the demo and with the impressions last week. Um, Carrie, what are your thoughts about this very intrinsic, uh, battling system that's in this game? Uh, it's it's real good. Um, I mean, this is very much the same team that did Bravely Default, and it's a similar sort of deal from Bravely Default, where you had like the brave points in order to like boost your your action. I, I think it's literally just called like burst points or boost points in Octopath um, in order to either hit a character an additional time, which is useful if you're trying to break through their defenses by hitting their weakness um or to power up like a casting attack of of some sort um it's really good uh you sort of get into like uh, a real rhythm with it particularly with uh, a lot of the boss battles uh yeah it's just it's really good it's very intuitive it's one of those things where it's really a deep complex system um but it's very easy to sort of work your way into it um it's it's a lot of fun uh, trying to balance your party going into different chapters and, and whatnot and sort of making the most of what characters you have at any given time um, is is also certainly interesting as well. I was going to talk about that aspect, too, because no, I, I can't think of a single just just the mechanics of the game have forced me to really consider party makeup balancing different types of elemental abilities across the different thing because nothing uh, it's it's frustrating but also enjoyable when you encounter a new enemy that you've never seen before and you're just basically like throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks and which uh which which weapons or which elements will break their shield yeah um that's always interesting and i find myself also frustrated whenever like you encounter a group of enemies and they all have different elemental weaknesses which means that like your your attack all abilities will be far less useful and not yeah. nearly as good so it's it's been very cool to to even encounter that more i think i think the boss battles is really where um this system does shine because the boss battles have a completely different rhythm to them and a completely different like unlocking mechanism just because the bosses are such you know hit point uh heavy things right. that you encounter 
And I've also enjoyed how they um so as you go through the chapter ones, like any the way the game is designed is that any character that you start with, their encounter is able to be beaten by just that character by itself because you don't move on to collect other characters until you, you know, get past your own scenario and then you start exploring the world. But I like how they do the difficulty scaling. So based on when you encounter um a certain scenario, it might actually it'll it'll make it more difficult if you have more people in your party. You won't just be able to steamroll over the bosses because you have a bunch of leveled characters still going up against an underleveled character. And I I I don't imagine I guess I imagine that they would do that too with the chapter two and chapter three encounters as well. They do it a little bit, but not quite in as drastic of a fashion. Because okay. um, it's like when you're going through the chapter ones, it's like you finish whatever your initial character is who stays with you the entire game, of course. Um, well, at least until you beat their story fully. Yes, and then you can switch them out, I believe. Um, I started with uh, Therion. Because I wanted his path action yeah, early, because so it's a, a very useful path action, because uh, he can steal. And so I like to be able to steal useful items off of various NPCs. <laughs> it is it is very weird how they don't ascribe any morality to you. Well, in what's that sense. it's it's interesting because. You have you have eight characters and four of them are um, very much sort of like classically heroic. And then the other four are a little more roguish and they have path actions that line up with each other. So like Therion can steal, but uh, Tessa, the merchant, can purchase those items off of the NPCs. Um, so it's like, okay, well, do you want to be the good guy and just purchase something which is giving up money? Or do you want to take the chance that the people in town won't like you as much, uh, by sort of rolling the dice on a percentage and stealing the item or trying to steal the item? Um, so that's, that's interesting. Um, all the path actions are really cool. I like all the characters. I don't, I don't know that there's like one character that I like really, really like above all the rest. I like Cyrus and Therion probably the most. Um, there are uh, there are some stories that are better than others for sure. Like, I would say there there are, but at least at the beginning, there are some opening chapters that are like really weak. Well, re- and really tropey too. Like, like yeah. there there are some like copy paste JRPG stories that some of the characters endure. Now that being said, on the flip side of it. There's some very mature, like much more mature than you're expecting stories that you would imagine from a oh, JRPG. Primrose's in particular stands oh, yeah. out as far as opening chapters are concerned. So, so and Terrence, her story this, at large is, I think, the best narrative. So, Terrence, um, they're, they're, the the one character in the game was a noblewoman whose father was killed by this like mysterious cult, these cult figures, and so in order to find her father's killer, she goes into like basically like the seedy town with his brothel just to find information because she heard that this one dude passes by occasionally. So for 10 years, she's basically like a stripper essentially just so she can wait for this dude. And like, she has like a handler where they fucking talk about like, or in, at least insinuate like this dude definitely rapes her or oh, you yeah. know, things Th- of that that's, nature. That's- explicitly insinuated like when she when she sasses off to him like as you're getting ready to fight this guy at the end of the first chapter one of the lines of dialogue that he says he's like why don't you come over here and put your mouth where it belongs 
you whore. <laughs> God damn yeah. And I'm just like, Japan, what the fuck? They're not, they're not fucking around. Hers is by far the most mature, but at the other end of the spectrum, you have some like genuinely sort of light, fluffy, sort of like feel good storylines. On on the flip side, there's this dude who's like 23 years old and he's an apothecary in town. And his storyline is literally, I'm going to become the best darn apothecary there ever was. I got to go explore the world to find, to be an apothecary or I'm going to be a great merchant. It's going to be awesome. Uh, uh, so Alfin, uh, the apothecary, his storyline, um, not to really spoil anything, but his isn't his starts off very like light and fluffy and feel good and definitely takes like a hard turn into some gray morality. Well, good. I'm, um, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that some of the more lame uh, stories might. Can we talk about Hanit and the way that she fucking talks? <laughs> Oh, with that super like old English, uh, just like totally bastardized old English. Like, I'm really glad that this game allows you to change the language settings for, uh, like the voiceover on the fly so that I do not have to hear in her speaketh when her chapters come around. <laughs> Ter- Terrence is looking weird. Yes, Terrence. Like, they literally use like the terms thouist and things of that nature which it's is funny bad. because it's not like she's like some you know like aristocrat like she's like uh like a a forest hunter yeah basically and so like her tribe of people all talks like that i mean you have very sort of like distinct dialects throughout the world and i appreciate that uh because this is very much like a large world that you're exploring through these eight different perspectives um and very much, you know, Alfin is sort of your, you know, southern, not quite a yeehaw good boy, but like he's certainly got a more country this, style of this. This is a like character Ulbrich, who. This is the the character who uses the the term "all oh, shucks" yeah. all the time. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's it's really good. Um. There's there's definitely some. There, it it can get tropey at times, but like in like a. A good way like not not in an exhausting kind of way um it's 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 very interesting um i mean again i'm moving into the chapter threes at this point i think i have like two or three of those left wow um, that's a lot that's the yeah. I'm, I'm just at the point where i can get into the chapter twos um, okay and i will say that that's another knock on the game is that the the shelf like like the like the step up when you get done the chapter ones to get to the chapter twos grinding is not the most fun thing to do in this game because the battles are every battle is so engaging, which sounds good until you are just going around picking fights just to level up and and then get a little tedious for sure. You pick a character and you have to play through their origin, which is essentially uh, the first chapter yes yeah so basically you to, so you you pick one character and you go through that's like your main guy so like for me therion the thief my okay. main guy in this game and after i finished his chapter one i could leave his starting point and start to collect the other seven characters so now i can access all eight characters and play through all of their stories but therion because i chose him as my main dude he has to stay in my party for the duration of the game until I finish his chapter four or five or whatever. 
and basically Terrence, like each each character has four chapters in their story and each chapter to get to the next chapter you have to like they have like a recommended level like you should be level 23 before you attempt to to do this chapter basically Mm -hmm. and but the um well uh, but there's no like singular narrative at least yet that goes through the game like these are eight independent stories and it's just like like when you run into these people it's just like hey here's like here's the prologue to my story and now i have to go kill this giant snake to get this antidote i can sure use some help along the way strangers that i just met in this town and yeah. and that's how they join your party basically it's 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 very jrpg in that sense i mean i i like i kind of like the fact that um that they don't intersect in any meaningful way as of yet um i i like the fact that you sort of have these eight different adventurers and they are simply sort of going through the world and helping each other as they can uh the travel banter that starts to pop up between characters in the chapter twos is um is interesting and sort of gives perspective on how they are like interacting with each okay. other okay that's um, interesting because i haven't since i haven't really gotten into the chapter twos yet i'm ex- i'm Curious to see because that's that's been the one thing that's been really disjointing about the game is that since you don't have this woven narrative, is that it just seems like these dudes are just happen to be like traveling together and they don't really interact with each other, but they're just going along doing doing their thing for the one character whose story it actually is right now. Yeah. So that's a little bizarre. Um But yeah, it's it's really good. It's a lot of fun. God, like the music in this game. Oh, the music's fucking it's out so of control. Good. It's, it's out of control. Like I've been listening to the OST just like in the background at work. Like all of the character themes are really good. Someone I re- I retweeted it. If you follow me on Twitter, someone pointed out like the the boss battle music is the same. The sort of like the the the, bo- the boss theme is, is the same, but they have but the the way it works, Terrence, that each area of the map, uh, of course, has like its own theme. So like the the sand part of the map has like a very you know, Middle Eastern style, you know, music that accompanies it. And then, you know, like the fucking winter part has like, you know, very like French horny style music and that sort of stuff. And when you do the chapters, there's like a little prologue that like a little thing that leads up to the boss battle when you encounter the boss of them jawing back and forth with you and then you fight him. But the boss music is the same no matter what. But the music that leads into the boss battle, the sort of vamp before before the the music, the boss music actually kicks in is unique to each character. But it still but like, transitions in a way that makes sense musically to get to the actual boss music, which is kind yeah, of wild. it's 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 one of those things where it's like it's cool the first time you sort of pick up on it, even if you're not a musician. But for me, as an actual musician, I'm just like, oh, it's really good. Like, <laughs> Uh, it's like the music is really good. Uh, something I didn't expect to be as good in this game was the HD rumble feature. Um, there's there's a few times in this game, like you know, the Switch has the HD rumble where we all made fun of it because you had whatever the hell the ice cube know, like glass, the yeah. ice cubes in, in glass. But like literally, there are multiple times where it's like Tessa will close her book in the game, and I will feel that shit in my hands. Or like the tavern, the barkeeper will like set a drink down on the table, and it will feel like a drink has been like sat on the table next to me. It's just it's it's another level. Like it's actually using the HD rumble in a way that's like very immersive. Um, everything about this game is good. Can it's we, just, uh, it's a really good game. Can we talk about the pop culture? Yo. References that are in this game. 
it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of uh, particularly when using either Cyrus's scrutinize or Alfin's um, like investigate or what inquire ability, where it's like you can get little tidbits on all the NPCs. You just like ask them about themselves or whatever. And Terrence, there was a um. So I was fighting the other day, and I encountered a squirrel like enemy, an enemy that looked like a squirrel that had an attack. That I shit you not is literally called these nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child. The one that I was yelling about last night was I I scrutinized like some soldier guy in the town, and literally it was like he used to be a traveling mercenary like you, and then he took a grave wound to his knee, and I was just like, "Yo, is, are we in Skyrim? Are we playing Skyrim right now? Because it feels like I'm playing Skyrim right now." Said I love I love Easter eggs when they put them in like that when they're conscious of other uh, of other stuff in in games that's always fun or just pop culture in general and and not something that I would expect from a JRPG. Yeah. So for me, like again, going into this, I think I mentioned it talking about this game coming out a few or I guess the last time I was on the show or whatever. Um, I had concerns about Octopath Traveler because the last time that Square got me excited about a new IP, that was like a JRPG with good music and an interesting art style and a cool battle system. That game was called Bravely Default. And by the time I was done with Bravely Default, I was fucking mad.com about it because that game was such a bullshit grind fest. And I was so angry. I never finished Bravely Default. I was so mad at that game. Because they did that bullshit artificial inflation of the gameplay by being like, hey, so we're just going to reset the world five times and make you fight the same group of bosses over and over and over again until you're done. How does that sound? We'll see you in 500 hours. Um, and so my concern was that they were doing the same thing with Octopath, getting me all excited, new IP, turn-based JRPG, but it's actually good this time. So thanks. Yeah, my, like I said, my only my only big critique is I again I do wish that the the jump from chapter one to chapter two, and I'm assuming you'll have the same issue when you get to chapter two to three, is a little bit more uh, favorable. That doesn't require uh, the one the one the biggest reason that I never got into the <laughs> Dragon Warrior series of games is because I fucking hate like grinding in the middle of the game. It's my absolute least favorite thing to do to progress the story. Um, so I'm, I'm in the midst of that right now. And like I said, you know it too, because if you go into an area that you are under leveled for the boss, the, the regular battle music is distinctly different and done in such a way to let you know, Hey kid, you probably shouldn't be here right now. Actually, so, it, that just changes for certain parts. In the oh, map. does like, it? Okay. When you, when you get into like the chapter two areas, that's just how the battle oh, music sounds. I thought, I thought they were telling me to, to turn back. Cause so then when I got into a fight and my, my highest level character was doing like, you know, 40, 40 damage with, <laughs> with his main weapon. I was what like, I yeah. would suggest is after you finish the chapter ones, uh, be sure to start checking out the um, sort of like optional. That's what I've been doing. The caves, caves yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the dungeons and whatnot. Um, Cause there's some, there's some good loot in there. And, um, and there's a, uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you might be slightly under leveled in some of them, but it's it's a pretty quick way to, to level up your up. Yep. your party. So, uh, so that is our thoughts. Um, and question of the week was: if you've played it, give I'll us read. I'll read question of the week since Mike is not here. 
Well, usually I do it, actually. Oh, okay. Now, well, nowadays, fine. So. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Justin laughs at the fact that I asked him to do a brief summation of his thoughts. He said he will type up his dissertation later. So we will have to wait to hear back from Justin. Uh, you guys can read it by going to the question of the week. So I'm sure he'll post it in there. Uh, Leonardo says his least favorite aspect of the game is that he doesn't own it because he doesn't own a Switch quite yet. Even though it seems like he wants to play it. Uh, Steven says, I really want to get this game. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Looking forward to hearing opinions from the group. I can't lie. I'm getting it. But all I need is one person to tell me it's good. And then he can justify the purchase. Steven, uh, buy it with confidence, especially if you are a fan of the 16-bit era of, of JRPGs, for sure. Uh, let's see. Michael says he just got a Switch about a week ago. Uh, he bought Hollow Knight and Breath of the Wild first, but then he played the demo, and on the strength of the demo, he bought Octopath Traveler, and he's putting uh, Hollow Knight and Breath of the Wild on the back burner to play this. So he says the conversations seem to drag on a little bit. Eh, that's that's JRPG in a nutshell. So. Yeah. Uh, Trey says, I love this game, but one of the things I don't like about it is that there's no huge bond between the group. Apparently, that according to Carrie, that does change a little bit as the uh, as the game goes along. Uh, Yuda says, haven't played it and don't have a Switch, so he probably won't play it, but he's really intrigued. Uh, he was tired of the bullshit boy band garbage that Final Fantasy had turned into. Uh, the classic three-headlong character proportion design is where it's at. Fuck the sci-fi boy band romance-filled newer Final Fantasy games. Give me FF6 and the underrated FF9 all day, any day. Uh, he's enjoying the graphic stuff, uh, and he said it's the second time commenting. He wants us to know we have a small Japanese following, which is good to know. Uh, it will not cause me to slow down on my Japanese slander. <laughs> Rest assured. Uh, Johnny is plugging <laughs> Time Limit Draw for Fully Loaded, which you can check out on the Nerdpocalypse, or I'm sorry, the TNP Studios Network. Uh, we are we are momentarily uh, hosting that show for those guys. So if is you that like, a wrestle show? It is a wrestle show. If you like your classic wrestling, I I I forgot to mention I had my my first exposure to the Miz last week. Oh really? Because he was in the celebrity softball game for All Star Week. Wasn't he the MVP? He he was co MVP. He came out. He called his shot, and then he hit a double right to that spot. And I don't know anything about wrestling, but I do know that Teddy Roosevelt choke slammed uh, Tom and George in the president's race and then high fived the Miz. So I assume that means Teddy is a heel now. <laughs> so was madness. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So Terrence at the, at the Washington Nationals games, um, they have one of the fun things they do between innings is they have a race between Teddy Roosevelt. Abe Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, and George Washington, except that all of the characters are regular people wearing like mascot outfits that have giant oversized heads. Right. And the running joke is that Teddy Roosevelt always loses. Well, not not anymore. He wins now. Okay. Yeah. There there was a long time where Teddy Roosevelt would lose always. He didn't he didn't win until the Nats finally clinched the playoffs until in 2012. So he lost for like four years straight. So, 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 uh, and, and Carrie, I can tell you about the Miz. The Miz is one of the great, uh, one of the great stories you like to see in pro wrestling, because when he first came on board, nobody liked him and not, not because he was a bad guy, but nobody liked him because he was this reality TV star and he wasn't a very good wrestler and he was given, he was hot shotted to the WWE title 
uh, even beating John Cena at a WrestleMania um, for that title, even though of the three people in the main event, even though he was the champion going in and he won the match, was the least important person because The Rock was the special referee. And the John <laughs> Cena-Rock dynamic was the actual story of that match. So Miz was just a supporting player in his own WWE title match. But that's where this guy was. And through a lot of hard work and through just plugging away and, and keeping his nose down and and working hard as shit, he has turned into quite a good wrestler and an even better uh, character. And he's, prob- he's probably the best pure heel character in WWE today, which is really saying something, um, especially where this guy came from, you know, 11 years ago to get where he is now is pretty impressive. So, yeah. Uh, one of my, one of my good buddies, uh, Sean, who's a, a big time wrestle fan. Uh, I was texting him during the celebrity softball game and he was just like, it's, it's peak Miz apparently for him to have called a shot, actually hit a double and then go on to win the MVP award for the game. Well, so so this is this is a guy who, like I said, he thinks he's the greatest. Like that's that's basically his character. He thinks he's amazing. Uh, he will he will conveniently ignore factual information if it doesn't fit his narrative, um, because that's what he does. But he does all the little. So like like last week, for example, like he had a mock funeral for this tag team um, that Daniel Bryan, his arch nemesis, currently was in. And, like, as he was walking down to the ring while the funeral music was playing, like, the procession music, he was, like, shaking fans' hands, but he was doing, like, the two-handed, like, sorry for your loss, sorry (laughs) for your loss, like, handshake with everybody, which is fucking (laughs) phenomenal. So, like I said, I I, I fucking love the Miz. Miz is excellent, and that dude should be WWE champion again sooner rather than later, put it to you that way. Uh, and Michael says uh, he was bummed to find out that it was only on the Switch. It looks compelling, and he'll check it out if it ever lands on the PC. I would not hold your breath, sir. I think the the best you could possibly hope for would be a mobile port six or seven years from now. Yeah. And it'll cost way too much money six yep. or seven years from now because it's square. <laughs> so that's how that's how they roll. So thank you, Ryan, very much for answering that. Um, I wasn't sure. I didn't think we'd get a ton of responses, but I did. I was curious to hear the thoughts of our listeners because I know it's been talked about a little bit in the group uh, so far. And Terrence, thank you for hanging in through this for the discussion about this game that I know you have zero interest in <laughs> whatsoever. Like I used to play JRPGs when I was younger. And what's funny is that if if you did have a Switch, you actually probably would really enjoy this game because it's it's very it's very fun. And really does harken back to like the Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI era of role playing games, and and really pretty game too, considering that they're using like sprite based characters essentially. Like it runs on Unreal Four, like it's a sprite based game running on the Unreal Engine. So like you have these not I wouldn't say photorealistic backgrounds, but certainly like very crisp three D backgrounds. You do get some like photorealistic water effects. Yeah, the water effects are shockingly good for a fucking you know 2d based role-playing game right i i think it was the first time where i was in like the snowy part where you get all the like the glistening off of the snow and whatnot where i like really step back now it's just like wow this game's really pretty it's a really nice game i like this game (laughs) but it's funny because because it is like a 3d engine but they're using 2d sprites like they still have like this dynamic camera system that happens during the battles where they're like you know, twist and turn and pan the camera to show action differently. It's it's very you, you know you know what the, that the the twisting turning camera is uh, super reminding me of 
of the game that did that really good first golden sun of course everything <laughs> comes back to golden sun and with that i think that's the end that of the is show. the end of the show so if you <laughs> if you're not our fan group you should hop in there and join as soon as you can it's densepixels.com slash fans uh we're always talking shit in there every day it's a good time Every every five star review helps the podcast get uh, discovered. So again, leave us a five star review on iTunes. We read it on the air. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcatcher you use. And of course, we are all on Twitch. I am Dense Pixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition Four Ten. Micah is Dense Black Nerd, and Carrie is Suppets Carrie. So that is it for us. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will see you all next week. Thanks. Yeah.